I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, January 17, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. And surprise, surprise, we're sitting at 263. So the market had a late day surge higher on some fake news. Thanks to one of the members who wrote me just a while ago about the fake news. I was intending to say that anyway, but now I have to give him credit. So anyway, that was Robert. Robert, you get the credit. So that was some tariff news, and whether or not that was fake, we'll find out in the coming days. We really don't care what the news is. All we care about are the numbers And are we in the zone where the market should make a turn? I'm going to talk at length about that tonight because I want everybody to have a clear understanding of what my understanding is. We actually have a laundry list of items to talk about. So as long as I can continue to look over at my notes, we'll be in good shape. But I do tend to ramble on. And by the way, a sincere thanks goes out to everybody who participates and posts comments under the video. Please keep up the great work. I love the interaction. I love the banter back and forth. Keep on keeping on. Also, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Let's cover the daily chart. And then I want to drill down because there's a few important things that I want to get the point across to. So on the daily chart, we're in the zone. Now we're in the price zone. We're in the time zone. We're in the zone. Here's the point I want to make. Can it be wrong? Can the market go a lot higher than I think it can right now? Of course it can. I'm prepared to be wrong each and every time I enter a trade. And I haven't said this in a while. So those of you that have been around a while have heard me say this. But those of you that are new haven't heard this yet. So I think this is extremely, extremely important. Trading is a game of confidence. So each and every time I enter a trade, I'm 100% sure that I'm right and that I'm going to win on the trade. But I'm also keenly aware that I'm not going to be right 100% of the time. So when the market or the particular chart tells me I'm wrong, I'm okay with being wrong. Until unless that happens, I assume I'm correct. Here's a scenario that's unlikely, but anything is possible. Now keep in mind, this coming weekend is a three-day holiday weekend. We have on Monday, Martin Luther King Day, so the markets are closed here in the U.S. When trading resumes on Tuesday, who knows if we can wake up to a big gap higher for some reason. Maybe they did strike a trade deal. Maybe it's going to be great news for the market for a week or two. Maybe it'll be great news for the market for a longer period of time. We'll see. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying who knows what you wake up to after a three-day holiday weekend. Do they spike the market all the way up into the convergences of the moving averages? Anything is possible. I'm not expecting that. I'm just saying what happens if they gap it higher? You have to be prepared for anything, which brings me to another point. How do you trade this? Well, There are many, many different ways to trade a market you think may be making a turn. So in this case, 
Let's say for argument's sake, you think the market is about to make a turn. Maybe it's from higher prices. Maybe it's from today. We don't know yet, but right now, the market is not telling us anything except bullish behavior. We need to recognize that. Just because the market closed four pennies below 263, 263 was somewhat of an arbitrary number. It comes out as an average, but it was a very, very important area for the market. That's what was going on. That's why I kept saying I was confident the market would reach 263 or higher because it acts like a magnet and the market was bullish there was no reason that it was going down until it told you it was going down so that brings me to another point well wait before the other point I didn't finish the first point the first point was how do you trade this and if one was thinking a turn was coming you would want to maintain a relatively good handle on risk because we know that they could certainly send the market higher so for example a put option limits your risk you can only lose what you put out on the table but you have to be willing to lose it to stay in the trade that's one of the tough parts about this business sometimes you're right right away those are easy trades other times you have to wait now we had to wait for the market to get up to 263 I would have loved for them to do it sooner like for example two days ago or yesterday but I still wanted to participate on the long side so that brings up another topic that's the other thing that I started to discuss before here's a 10-minute chart remember last night 260.83 we remember trick trap fool and frustrate how did the market start most of the time the last several days basically down and then it recovered and we trended higher not all day every day yesterday was a poor close but that was the going theme that's called a trend you stay with the theme until the theme changes I'm not gonna bore you with bringing over the morning notes but what I will tell you is this morning I basically told traders to watch out for this and I explained basically using the S&P e-mini futures contract numbers but it was the same price level basically that we discussed last night it was around let's just call it 261 for argument's sake 261 you start getting above there and the bulls take over and push prices higher and that's exactly what happened that's exactly what was in the morning notes I reminded traders the market has a destination it's headed toward the destination now I'm not saying the destination has to be 263 that doesn't have to be the final destination remember there's a gap right above us right above 265 are they likely to fill that gap yeah at this point they're likely to fill that gap we don't really know for sure nobody does that's why I call it a zone I know I'm in the time zone now I know I'm in the price zone where I'm comfortable until and unless we start getting too far away meaning on the north side of this zone by the way just on a side note little trading tip something that I'm looking at something I was looking at earlier so the market has that tremendous rally out of the blue on some fake news so we use targets as exits on the way up right with a trend we're using 263 as a target if we were in a day trade long and it could have even been in a stock could have been the S&P could have been the triple Q's it didn't matter everything moves together but you use the 263 as a target to get out of a long trade in this case but here's what else I was looking at on the way back down after the air started to come out of the bubble was there a potential long trade 
Was I looking for a potential long trade at a specific area? And the answer was yes, but I didn't get my fill. You'll see what happened here. Here's a breakup candle, and we never closed below that breakup candle. So there's a tip-off that the market is still bullish. But I was looking for the market to come all the way back down here toward the 50-period moving average, which would have been what? The breakout area. If the market came back, if the spider or the ES came all the way back down here, say 261.70, 261.60, 50, in that neighborhood, I would have been willing to take a scalp trade thinking we would have bounced out of that area, revisiting what? A former breakout area. Well, we never got low enough for me to exit the trade that I would have liked, and that's okay. But I just wanted to point out what I was looking at, again, going into my mind, what I was looking at in the afternoon, thinking it's either fake news or it's not. The market's going to keep going or it's going to pull back. Where is it going to pull back to? That's the way I was thinking about it. Well, we never got to my number. We got to somebody else's number. And then they rallied it right back to the important, what, 263. How about the IWM? Was the IWM giving us clues lately? Yeah, it was. It was bullish. It was leading the market. Minus a day or so here and there, it was certainly leading the market. Got to the 51st, closed above it, and here we are. I still say they can get it up toward, or at least even to, if not over, 147.50. Is that where the IWM broke down? Yeah. Is that one of the reasons why I selected 147.50? Yeah. Is there any difference between the IWM chart, the Spider chart, IBM, Netflix, or anything else? No. All charts act and react the same way. The transports. The transports having a nice rally higher. Are they going to be attracted to, like a magnet, the 50-period moving average? Right now, I would say that's a pretty strong possibility. If there are higher prices in the broader market, then the transports will certainly have higher prices and can be attracted up to the 50-period moving average, if not very, very close to it. And on a super spike, where would they take this thing? And that was on the spike, for example, that I discussed before. Let's say we wake up Tuesday morning to some wicked news that's having the market gap higher. The transports will go all the way up to like 10,250. Why? Is that a breakdown area? Pretty much. Is it 10,000, 10,100, 10,325? Any of those numbers in there, it's a general zone where the market fell apart. They could go back to retest that area on a super spike. Remember, markets can always go higher and lower than most people think they can. And if this market's going to make a turn... They're going to make every effort to suck in as many people to the bullside as possible. That's the way it works. We've all been those people. Triple Q's, same thing. Everything is pushing higher. We had that little tail candle yesterday. You knew I wasn't buying that story. Everything is pushing higher. We weren't at target yet. Now we're at at least the minimum target. Can they get it all the way up to those moving averages? It's possible. I think they would have to jump over the gap. Same thing for the spider. The gap is at 165 right here. If they jump over the gap, then there's a different game going on. And that would likely be the next magnet. Not all at once, not in the same day, but just so we're all aware, you have to always look at both sides. And by the way, you have to be willing to trade it in both directions. 
I'm sitting on a short position with time, perfectly willing to trade the market on the long side each and every day. Those are two totally, entirely different trades altogether. XBD, the financials, we haven't looked at the XBD in a few days. Look where they are, into the 100-period moving average, already right about that breakdown area, right about that breakdown candle high. Not quite there yet, a few more bucks to go, but we're close. Are they going to test that? Most likely. Three or four days ago, you don't get that same answer. But now that we're this close, it does act as a magnet and can attract the market and normally does. You've seen it over and over and over again. The XLF, same routine. They're headed for the gap. To some, it may look like that gap was filled. That gap, as far as I'm concerned, is not filled. Any trader that's taken the course at Lazy Gap Trader or Lazy E-Mini Trader would know that. They know where I consider gaps filled. So that would be the next minimum target on the upside would be the gap fill, which is actually at 25.96. We'll call it 26 for argument's sake. But then look what's above the 100 period moving average of 26.39. So anywhere in there, including the breakdown candle high, is fair game for the XLF to travel to. The SMH, we were consolidating underneath the 50 period moving average big day for the smh we started down had a nice reversal finished near the highs but still underneath the 50 period moving average but this is a bullish chart it looks like this wants to push higher this is a chart that traditionally looks like it wants to go higher it's winding up to go higher so all these things are puzzle pieces they go on the table even though, on one hand, I'm telling you we're in the zone where the market's going to make a turn at some point, that doesn't necessarily mean it's today or tomorrow. It could be from higher prices, and it could be a week or so from now. Told you a couple of times already, I want to reiterate it again. They don't make it easy. The bulls will fight the bears. The bears will fight the bulls. They're going to go back and forth for a while. You'll see. Now, let's have some fun with something else. Netflix reported earnings after the closing bell today. On my swing trading portion of the list, the inside the numbers list, the new product that's coming out, I've had 365 as a target on the upside for a short trade in Netflix. Now, I took it off because of earnings. That was if it got there before earnings. I'm not going to trade it into earnings, and it didn't get there anyway, but I want to show you something pretty neat. And before we do that, take notice of this. First, the market, or Netflix in this case, gaps higher right to another resistance point we talked about, 350. 350 is a big fat round number, and it was resistance for another reason. But here you go. So the market gaps up to there, and then it trades in and around 350 for a few days. The next number that we identified, or I identified, was $365. Now watch this. This is the after hours, after the earnings release trading activity on a 10-minute chart of Netflix. Look at the high, 364.38, and immediately, I mean within the same candle, was down at a low of 333.37. Now let me show you something even more spooky. Back to the daily chart, remember that gap? So that gap is officially closed in my book at 332.94, but the low in the after-hour session was right above that, 
The high of this candle was 335, so they came in between and bounced the market back to the upside. Pretty spooky when you think about it. I mean, A, you can't trade that. I know about one person that could have made that trade in both directions. And especially after hours, I definitely thought 365 was resistance, but that counted during the market hours. After hours, they could take the stock anywhere. Could take it to 400, 375, 385. I'm not interested for going on a short trade ride in the wrong direction for 25 bucks after hours. No thanks. But sometimes I just look at it and find it fascinating that they trade right to these numbers just like a magnet. Just like I teach in the Lazy Gap Trader course. Just like I teach in the Lazy E-Mini Trader course. The market is not random despite what many people think. Here's another one. So Goldman Sachs is also on the swing trade list on the short side at a number. I'm not going to give you the number here. However... We can use this chart for a couple of other lessons that I think are really, really intriguing. There are so many things from this bottom that was made around Christmas on this chart that are right out of the course. It's scary. The reversal candle, right out of the course. The signal for much higher prices, right out of the course. The next signal for higher prices, right out of the course. The target on the upside, right out of the course. And the target was for two reasons. By the way, we're not even at target yet, but there are two specific reasons why that target exists. They're both right out of the course, and when you come up with the same number or relatively close, close enough to the same number using two different methods, you're generally going to be on the right side of that trade. Was I in this trade from the bottom? No, of course not, but I was in Canopy. Canopy's still hovering up here. This is pretty good resistance up here, right around $43, $44. But it's now going sideways. Who knows what's going to happen with Canopy? I told you my story with Canopy. I'm out of the majority of the position, but I'm just going to tuck a little bit of this away for the future, and I will add back on a pullback. I don't know exactly where yet. And you know what? We're going to skip gold because nothing happened in gold, and crude oil is basically flat. And by the way, the numbers are still working on crude oil. The numbers that are in the morning notes, the inside the numbers product that's coming out. And it is coming out. Just got to bear with me. I'm waiting on the tech guys. It's not as easy as it sounds. We'll just leave it at that. I'm going to give it a wrap. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.